0: This episode of Soul Food is brought to you by Islamic Relief Canada. Islamic Relief works in over 40 countries to alleviate poverty, empower women, and provide life-saving help to all. Donate now at islamicrelief.ca to help save a life. Assalamu and welcome back to Soul Food, episode 23, titled Mecca. In this episode, we're going to cover the conquest of Mecca, which is a very important event in the life of the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him. We're going to talk about how mercy trumps revenge. And lastly, we'll talk about the importance of guiding people to God. One of the greatest events in history and in the life of the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, was the conquest of Mecca. And it happened at the end of the life of the Messenger of God, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The Prophet Muhammad was persecuted by his people for many years, for decades. And, you know, in today's world, we hear a lot of stories in the news about people seeking to harm Muslims and people who are also claiming to be Muslim seeking to harm others. So you see in the news feed and the Twitter feed and just social media, that there's a lot of negativity, there's a lot of bad news, there's a lot of sad news, and it can seem like people are overcome by anger. And especially in a time like this, this story of the conquest of Mecca is one of the most relevant and needed stories for us to understand how we as human beings can get past These kinds of behaviors and these kinds of egotistical drives that really only create further damage in the world. And just like the Battle of Badr, the conquest of Mecca, the time when the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, was able to come back to Mecca, occurred in the month of Ramadan. That this month has so many amazing qualities and amazing things that really highlight The blessing and honor of the month of Ramadan. So the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, after 21 years of oppression, 21 years, the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, victoriously took over the holy city of Mecca. And he came with his army, and really the tables had turned. And when he conquered Mecca, one of the most important questions that we have to ponder and reflect upon is what did he do? What did he do to people when he got there? When he arrived to Mecca, he told everyone there, he promised them. He said that if you stay in your homes, you will be safe. And if you did not attack him or his companions, that everyone would be safe. One of his companions, when they were entering into the city of Mecca, because it was 21 years of fighting, of oppression, of torturing the followers and the companions of the Prophet, of just a lot of negativity, a lot of anger, a lot of harm. So, one of the companions of the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, he was also upset. So, when The tables had turned and he was now in a position where he felt that they were going to have revenge. Uh, He said to one of the people of Mecca, he said, today is the day of slaughter. One of the companions said this. So when word reached the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him, he said, no, today is the day of mercy. And then he gathered all of the people of Mecca, all of the heads of the tribes and the people who had fought against him for 21 years, and he said to them, what do you think I will do to you? What do you think I will do to you? And this brings us to the next point where mercy trumps revenge. Mercy is always more beautiful, more effective, more healing than revenge that when he asked them, what do you think I will do to you? They said, Akhun Kareem ibn Akhun Karim, You are a generous brother and a noble brother, the son of a generous and noble brother. In other words, you're our family. We have a relationship with you and we know that you're virtuous. And then he said, peace and blessings be upon him. He said, I say to you what Joseph, the Prophet Joseph Yusuf alayhi salam said to his brothers that there is no blame upon you today, you are all free to go. You are all forgiven. That everything, those 21 years are forgiven. That it is water under the bridge. And as human beings, we want to get people back for the wrongs that they've done. It's a very egotistical, natural, nefsi inclination and desire to get people back. You did something to me. I can't wait for something bad to happen to you. And within Islam, we do believe in justice. You can't make other people let go of their rights. So if someone is harmed, they say, I want to redress the wrongs that have been done to me. We say that is justice, that is allowed. And you cannot take justice away from someone who is seeking it as long as it truly is just. But Allah tells us in the Quran, to forgive is better. To forgive people is better than justice. And the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, he really taught his followers, the people of his ummah, to be ambassadors of mercy. And we live in a time when people are so angry and everyone is driven by their own ideology. The preservation of their norm Or even others on the other side who claim that they have righteous anger and that they're seeking justice for those who have done, for those who have been wronged and justice against those who have done the wrong. The problem is that we'll never find a middle ground when people are driven by anger and ideology. That we just have greater and greater polarization between the sides and people become more and more angry and frustrated and, God forbid, even violent. And we see that in today's world. The prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, he preferred mercy, that he knew what was needed to reconcile human beings, to guide them to what is better, to bring them together once again, was mercy. Which is why when people fought him, and injured him, and exiled him, he said to them, you are all my brothers. I will respond to you the way that Prophet Joseph responded to his own brothers. And he did not come to them with punishment and revenge and to do everything that had been done to him, but he forgave them and he chose to express mercy. The question is, why did he do that? And if you are serious about spiritual purification, if you are serious about this path of nourishing your soul at the deepest levels of nearness to Allah and love of Allah and His Messenger, then this is a critical question. Why did he do that? That brings us to the final point, the importance of guiding people to God. He did that because his primary concern was people's salvation with Allah that he wanted people to be saved and he wanted people to be honored and he wanted people to have their ultimate eternal well-being. He was not guided by his own ego. He wasn't in it for himself or for his particular group, but his concern was for humanity. His concern extended even to those who harmed him. And people who fought in battle against the Prophet eventually became some of the most respected companions. People who fought in battle against him, that there was a later time where their hearts opened up to the truth and the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, accepted them with open arms. Because that's another sign that it's not about him. It's not about revenge. It's about Allah Subh'anaHu Wa taala. it's about guidance. It's about mercy. It's about really connecting people back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is much easier said than done. But as the beloved peace and blessings be upon him said, none of you truly believes until he loves for his brother or sister what he loves for himself. That part of belief is really, really wanting good for other people. And just as we love to be forgiven, just as we want to be given another chance, Just as you love to be close to Allah, and we all love that, you should also love that even those who currently see themselves as your enemy, that they be guided. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that in the Quran, that when you treat evil with goodness, and you respond to ugliness with beauty, Allah says, and then the one that between you and them there was enmity, they will become like a close and beloved friend. But that has to happen through mercy. And that's one of the greatest lessons of the conquest of Mecca, and of the example of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu wasallam, And that is what we need in today's world to cure this deep-rooted disease of anger and hatred on different sides of the spectrum. So that brings us to the call to action. is that you have to remember the legacy of the Prophet. That the world is going to throw a lot of curveballs at you. That there's going to be a lot of things that confuse us, that derail us, that get us emotional, that get us angry. But you have to make dua for people's guidance even if they hate you. That's the call to action. Make dua for those who might even hate faith or hate Muslims or hate goodness in the world. Make dua that Allah opens their hearts and guides them. So those who were ill become healthy. And those who seek to harm become allies and friends and brothers and sisters in faith. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for that, that He guide people to the best of ways, that He heal the diseases of the hearts, that He bring people closer together and that those who seek to harm others and seek to sow discord, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from them and guide them, and bring a new age of goodness and guidance and reconciliation and beauty that is rooted in our connection back to our beneficent and merciful creator, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wa ta'ala ala Muhammad wa ala wa Thank you for listening to Soul Food. To subscribe to the show, visit soulfood.fm where you can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, or by email. If you're on iTunes, please also leave us a rating and a review. It helps more people discover the show.